The idea is to get action early, because if you don't take action early, uh, then the follicles are, are going to be dead or dying, you know, over time. So you really want an ounce of prevention really is worth a pound of cure when it comes to hair loss. So the earlier you seek treatment, the better. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Dr. Bauman in the introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Drew. Great to be here. It is our pleasure. I'm super excited to get into this. I think this is an important topic to shine some light on. Why don't you take a moment to share with our audience who you are and what you do? Sure. Well, I'm Dr. Alan Bauman. I'm a full-time board-certified hair restoration physician. I'm the medical director of Bauman Medical Hair Transplant and Hair Loss Treatment Center located in Boca Raton, Florida. And I've dedicated my entire professional career to helping men and women preserve, maintain, enhance, and also restore their own living and growing hair. And I've got a 12,000 square foot hair hospital here, and I've treated over 30,000 patients, performed over 12,000 surgeries and 10,000 regenerative treatments uh, in my uh, career so far. And uh, we're going strong and having a great time doing it. I'm blessed with an amazing team to help our patients look good and feel great by keeping their hair. That's fantastic. How did you get into that? So my first love was plastic surgery, and I thought that I was always going to be ending up in plastic surgery uh, through my residency program, actually. But I learned about hair transplants at a time when most people, I guess, would think hair transplants were pluggy and painful and all of that. And I was certainly one of those guys as well. But um, I met a patient who had had a procedure done. It looked amazing. I found out about how it changed his life. I was really intrigued because it improved his life professionally and socially. And I started to dig into it a little bit deeper. And that started my journey. So I went from conferences to visiting physicians, to looking at textbooks and journals, uh, to find a mentor in hair transplant surgery. And after about a year or two uh, working in a hair restoration practice, I never wanted to go back to anything else. I just decided to dive right in. So that was well over 25 years ago. And I came to Boca Raton, Florida with my wife, who I was engaged to at the time. And uh, we settled here with my cat and uh, opened the practice uh, back in the mid-1990s. Wow. That's a long time doing the same thing. So it's always interesting, always doing something slightly different. Is that how it goes? Well, for sure, Drew. I mean, look, the field of hair restoration has changed a lot. I mean, the stuff that invited me into the world of hair, if you think about it that way, was the naturalness of the newer techniques, the microsurgical aspects of transplanting single follicles one at a time into, let's say, a hairline or an eyebrow or eyelash area and make it look amazing and totally natural. Uh, but today we do that without scar tissue, without a visible linear scar. We do it by harvesting those individual follicles and treatments like compounded medications and regenerative treatments like platelet-rich plasma and stem cell therapy and just taking a more holistic approach there's 
so much new technology that's out there just within the past five to six years. It's amazing. And that's, uh, you know, that's the exciting part about being in a field that's so rapidly changing, uh, as well as changing people's lives. You know, it's always fun every single day to see their hair growing back and, and for them to tell me about how it's impacted their lives. You know, as stem cells interest me because it seems like a growing topic. Unfortunately, in Canada, as far as I understand, it's illegal. <laughs> but from okay. the well, in, sorry to hear that. <laughs> right. <laughs> We got a lot of restrictions happening up here at the moment, but is it is it more common in the U.S.? I don't use that use that specifically for hair transplants because I understand you can do that in other parts of your body as well. Well, if you think about regenerative medicine, which includes, I guess, the buzzword of stem cell therapy, there's a lot of ways to execute a treatment like that, not just for hair, but you know, for tissue regen regeneration and repair in a wound wounded patient or someone with a or um, let's say orthopedic problem like a joint. I'm sure you hear about professional athletes getting treatments like PRP or bone marrow or adipose of fat cells converted into a stem cell therapy treatment all the time. And so those are common modalities that we can also use for hair. Um, but just as long as we're on the topic, probably the latest and greatest, most interesting field right now in the world of regenerative medicine and stem cell therapy is uh, a modality called exosomes. Exosomes are like little tiny bubbles that come off of the stem cells that contain the packets of information that tell the body what to do, how to rejuvenate, how to repair. And now those exosomes are basically curated, quantified, purified, all within these FDA approved and FDA monitored laboratories. And then they're sent to us. So it's it's kind of like a cell-free stem cell therapy, if you if you catch my understanding. You don't actually need the cell to execute stem cell therapy. You can you can use these exosomes, which, you know, as I said, they come frozen uh, and we thaw them and use them topically on the scalp. And it's a really nice treatment for patients who are undergoing hair transplants, but also those who are just starting to thin out, you know, losing their hair a little bit. So when it comes to losing your hair in particular, is that maybe we could talk dive a little bit deeper here? Is that something that should be expected? Is that a hundred percent from your family history? Where does that come from? Yeah, so there's a lot of different causes of alopecia, which is the general term for hair loss. The most common cause is male and female pattern hair loss, which is androgenetic alopecia, and it's very common. Twenty percent of men in their twenties, thirty percent of men in their thirties, and so forth. And once you hit fifty, uh, whether you're a man or woman, you've got a great chance of experiencing some hair thinning and hair loss over time. In fact, more than half of the population over the age of 50 has some degree of hair loss that's already happened. And so it is chronic and progressive. It gets worse with time without treatment. But hair follicles are kind of interesting. I mean, obviously, when everything is going along great, you have that crowning glory, whether you're a man or a woman, you feel good, you look youthful. But as it starts to thin out, you know, guys and, and, and women too are very, very concerned about, you know, advancing age. They don't want to look like they're losing that vitality, that youth. And so it can become a very desperate situation situation. The good news is that we can address, you know, I would say like take a holistic approach, right? Look at different risk factors, not just in the genetic uh, code, but also lifestyle factors, nutritionally, their levels of stress and stress management. Let's look at their hormone status. Let's look at, um, you know, all of these different factors that could be influencing their hair follicles because hair follicles are, are really, really sensitive to a lot of different things, not just hormones and, and inflammation and so forth. So, uh, you know, we take at Bauman Medical, we take a very, very holistic approach when someone comes in with a hair loss situation. It must be really difficult, like for women in particular, it must be difficult on your, your confidence, for example, or maybe self-image because so much emphasis is put on, well, how you look, unfortunately, but you're like how you naturally are. Like you can't really do much about that, you know, without, without your help, right? True. So, you know, hair is important, I think, evolutionarily because it's a quick sign from like across the way, you know, that someone is healthy and youthful and therefore can propagate the species, right? That's really the whole point of 
evolution, right? To keep things going along. Can you tell that that person is a good mate and is going to bring offspring that's going to be healthy and thriving? And so we're, I think as humans, we're kind of naturally hardwired in our lizard brain to respond to good, healthy skin, to a certain body shape and contour, and also to healthy, thick, voluminous hair. Those are signs of beauty and youth. So if there's a reason why it's valued, right? Now, when men lose their hair, they can choose to accept it and often shave their head. Now, that is a choice for sure. If they don't want to protect and restore and enhance the hair that they have, which is certainly another way that they could go. Unfortunately for women is there's no really good like social example of, you know, walking around with a shaved head. I mean, who do you have? Sinead O'Connor? I mean, it's there's like, you know, not a lot of people out there, not a lot of women in terms of, uh, you know, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He can rock a, a bald, you know, bald <laughs> scalp and do pretty well. He's got like, you know, 0% body fat and he's like, you know, seven feet tall or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but you know, for, for, for women, it's, it's a more desperate situation. Um, of course, hair loss in women can look different, you know, than men. Uh, they can recede in the hairline a little bit, but they typically go for, uh, they typically see a more diffuse hair loss process in the frontal zone and the rest of the hair is kind of maintained around the side and the back. Uh, that's the typical female process that can kind of get worse with time. Sometimes women see more shedding. Sometimes they see decreased ponytail volume. Sometimes they see that their part line is widening. And all of those are signs and symptoms that there's been some degradation of either the quantity or the quality of the hair follicle function on the scalp. So if you're, if women are losing hair, is it natural for them to lose hair on a regular basis? Does that grow back? Or as they continue to lose more and more hair, is that not going to continue to grow back? Yeah. So Drew, what you're asking about is the daily shedding, right? So you have, let's say you're born with about 150,000 hair follicles on your scalp uh, to start with, and then it goes down from there. But about 80% of them to 85% are going to be in a growing phase at any given time. And then the follicle will shut down, so, you know, at, 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 after that growing phase is complete and take about 90 days to reboot and then grow another hair. So you don't grow hair, you know, consistently from birth till death. There are these cycles and the average cycle is about five to seven years. Now, of course, genetically, you might see women that can grow hair down to their hips or even down to their ankles. Those are genetic, uh, unusual genetic uh, specimens, if you will, out there in the world. But here's the thing. So every single day, about 100 to 200 hairs shed from your scalp is normal. So if you're brushing or you're shampooing, even on your pillow or in the, in the drain, you're going to see some hairs. And those are indicating that the follicles are turning off and hopefully turning back on. However, if you're noticing in addition to the shed that your ponytail volume is decreasing and that you are seeing more scalp shining through, then that's the time to take action and find a specialist, a board certified hair restoration physician. Now, this may not necessarily be your local dermatologist because they don't have the tools. They don't have the specialized equipment. They don't have access to the compounded medications. They certainly don't have access to transplantation typically uh, or other more advanced therapies to get to the bottom of the situation. They're going to basically throw you a bottle of Rogaine and send you out the door if they do that. So, But in a board certified hair restoration practice like mine at Bauman Medical, we're going to take a different type of approach. We're going to do a complete history, a complete physical exam. We've got AI powered microscopes to look at the scalp to determine exactly what's going on and to establish a baseline before we just start to develop a treatment plan, no matter what that might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to get into that, like exactly, specifically what you do. Some other model type of modalities or, or treatments that you mentioned. I'm super interested in red light therapy. Um, not like overall in the body, but I didn't realize it could help with hair regeneration. Can you explain that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, when we're using non-invasive therapies, and whether it be photobiomodulation, like red light or laser light or low-level laser therapy, even regenerative treatments that we mentioned previously, or nutritional supplementation to boost the hair follicle function, peptides and growth factors, all of these kinds of therapies are designed to improve and protect the function of the follicle 
follicles that are not yet dead and gone. So that's the most important thing first. You need to make sure you have a hair follicle there that it's not completely destroyed or dead. If the follicle is weak, then you can apply these therapies. And red light has been a part of my practice since the 1990s. I got my first red light device in 1999. I have to tell you at that time, there was not much literature on it at all. Um, I had to go and investigate you know, some of these Russian researchers, literally, to figure out what was the mechanism of action. Um, but since then, the good news is that we've learned in medicine that red light has a very powerful effect on skin. It reduces inflammation, it increases blood flow, it increases ATP production, which is the energy that the body uses. And so exposure to red light can help these very highly metabolic cell populations within the hair follicle to grow a thicker, stronger, healthier hair over time. So red light therapy used to be only done in the office with these big, huge units that look like hair dryers. Today, you can get one that looks like a baseball cap or something more sophisticated, like a Bauman Turbo laser cap to cover the scalp and treat yourself at home in as little as five minutes. And the oh, cool thing about awesome. laser is, yeah, the cool thing about laser is that there's absolutely zero side effects from this treatment using these consumer-based devices. So it's a really no-risk treatment, except you want to make sure you choose a good device. You want to choose a more medical-grade device. You know, you don't want to just pick something off of Amazon or some, you know, six or $800 device. You really got to get into the thousands of dollars, to be honest, to get into the good medical-grade devices that have hundreds of diodes, that have the short treatment times, and so forth. So, you know, the Turbo Laser Cap is uh, is our most popular laser. You know, a couple of celebrities use it, like Dave Asprey in the, in the world of biohacking. His wife, ex-wife uses it. So those are, uh, you know, that's a nice, non-chemical, non-invasive way that you can treat your hair loss at home. Uh, but it does take time for you to notice the improvements. That's why the measurements are so important, because you've got to get those baseline measurements and then track it over time. So you guys sell those, or, or you need to be at your clinic to use them? You don't have to be in the clinic. We do prescribe and dispense those to patients. Uh, you can find them, for example, on our e-store. And uh, I'll provide you a link if you want your uh, sure. listeners to uh, to take a look at it. They can see some before and after photos, learn about the features and benefits of the different ones that we have. Um, you know, the Turbo Laser Cap is a great option for those who are just starting to thin or lose their hair or be concerned about it because it's a it's really a no-risk treatment option and actually your least expensive treatment over time if you choose a good one. Mm, super interesting. Okay, let's get into nutrition a bit. Now, that's something that you mentioned a couple of times. What can we do? What can our audience do nutritionally to help improve? Yeah, so nutrition is critically important for hair growth. As I said before, highly metabolic cell population is sensitive to your nutrient intake and fuel intake. So if you're on a weight loss program, whether you're using, you know, Ozempic or Wegovy or Manjaro, which is all the fads and new things that are out there medically for people to lose weight, or you're on a crash diet, you're doing fasting, or you're doing uh, a restrictive diet like vegan or keto or something like that, or you're doing intermittent fasting, if you're losing more than 10 to 15% of your body weight, you have, to, and you're sensitive to hair loss, you need to be watching your hair closely because you can lose a lot of hair. So nutritionally, we want to make sure that we're getting a protein intake to build the keratin fibers. That's the dead part of the hair that we see and looks great. Um, we want to make sure we're, for example, carrying enough iron in our blood, that we're not anemic. Uh, so there's blood tests and such, as well as genetic tests that we so often run to see your metabolic pathways, to look at your nutrient status, and to figure out if you're deficient, whether it be just a simple multivitamin or extra biotin that you might need or a collagen peptide protein. We have all of that under the Bauman brand. Um, and we also have other uh, nutrients and supplements and things like that to target specific issues. Like if you have overall body inflammation, we want to get you on a good probiotic. That's called the good guys. Um, if you have, let's say, for example, a tendency to not manage stress all that well, you're not sleeping well, you're, you're very stressed out, the cortisol levels that are spiking and staying consistently high can knock your hair out. And so we use a stress adaptogen like Zen Master. Uh, that's the ashwagandha included in there that helps uh, adapt your body to stress and make you more resilient to that stress situation. So we 
take a very, very nice approach. I mean, look, you can do some deep breathing and meditation. Some people go to the gym to burn off some steam. Some people, uh, you know, go to a yoga class, but whatever it is works for you. Um, you know, we got to deal with the stress and the nutritional intake. That's really critical. If we're going to build good quality hair, we want to provide a good environment, uh, as well as environment right on the scalp. You want to look at that too. Okay. I want to ask you about that environment on the scalp, but tell me about, you said the hair that you see that's dead hair. Like this is dead that you see. Well, well, what I mean, yeah, what I mean by that is the follicle is what's alive under the scalp. Think about your fingernail, right? The your fingernail that you see is, and feel, right, is a, is dead tissue. That's keratinized epithelium. So that's not alive. When you trim your fingernail, you don't feel it because that is dead tissue, right? It's dried keratin. Hair fibers are also dead, quote unquote. They're not living. They don't self repair. If you cut your hair, you don't feel it. If you damage your hair with chemicals, it doesn't repair on its own. You have to grow a new hair. The follicle is the mini organ that sits underneath the scalp that produces the hair, almost like a 3D printer. It turns on, it makes the hair fiber. That's the part that exudes from exudes from the skin. And that's the, what you see. But if you trim your hair all the way down to zero or shave your head, you still have the follicle underneath that's going to make a new hair, hopefully. But with a microscope, we can tell if the follicle is beyond repair, if it's miniaturized beyond repair, if it's truly dead and gone. So when I say the hair fiber is dead, it just means that it's not alive. Gotcha. Yeah, 100% with you. So tell me, okay, you mentioned if you're damaging your hair with dyeing it. Does that increase the chances that you're going to lose your hair or are you damaging the scalp or not really? Well, sometimes you could. I mean, people who use a lot of straightening treatments, perms, chemical coloring can actually damage the scalp and cause inflammation over time. It's more common in African-American populations because they use a lot of perming to help straighten the hair and relaxing agents and exposure to that kind of harsh chemical right on the scalp can create scarring types of hair loss, what we call scarring alopecias. And those are permanently damaged follicles. You need transplantation to fix that. It's not a good situation. Um, if you're using excessive heat and chemicals on the hair strands themselves, you could damage the strand, the cuticle, the outside coating, which makes the hair smooth, uh, can get damaged. It becomes uh, uh, permeable to water and moisture, making the strand more prone to breakage if you're styling it, combing it, brushing it. So it can lose its aesthetic value. Uh, you know, the hair strand can lose its aesthetic value if you overprocess it. I'm sure we've all seen people who dye their hair, bleach their hair, and the hair ends up looking like straw. That's not so good. So we definitely want to build good hair and we definitely want to protect the hair fiber that we have. Those are two different, you know, things, honestly. Um, but yeah, providing a good environment for hair growth, addressing scalp inflammation is really important. If you've got super oily scalp or, or super dry scalp, if it's itchy or flaky, dandruffy or plain painful, if you have scalp acne like pimples, that needs to be cleared up before you try to grow good hair. So we do a lot of that in the clinic, in my trichology department. Uh, they're specifically and only geared towards making good scalp health occur. Okay. What about this may be completely off topic. Every once in a while, you see someone with a spot of um, discolored hair. Why is that? Mm. So if you have a spot or circular area of hair loss, uh, that typically is alopecia areata, which is an autoimmune condition. And so if you have alopecia areata, it could start as a little spot. Sometimes that spot regrows without pigment. Uh, sometimes it just spontaneously grows on its own. Sometimes it needs treatment like platelet-rich plasma or an anti-inflammatory injection like a cortisol injection or corticosteroid topical treatments can also help. Um, but sometimes that can progress worse, you know, into what we call alopecia totalis, meaning there's so many patches that they almost convolute and the, and basically coalesce into a um, into a large area of baldness. And if that's the case, then we need to use an FDA-approved drug like aluminum, which is baricinative. That's a treatment that blocks the immune response. So that's totally different than like male and female pattern hair loss. Mm. Okay. Well, I got so many questions to ask. We only got about 10 minutes left. I'm going to try to get them in here. Um, I wanted to ask you about peptides. I 
know that seems to be another growing industry in natural health. Can you go over that for us? Absolutely. So there are some biomimetic peptides that are on the market that have been shown to grow hair. Um, how do we apply them into the body and effectively get them to grow hair on patients? You know, that's another story. So one of the newest treatments available is called TED, trans-epidermal delivery. And it's just like what it sounds. We're basically pushing growth factors and peptides through the skin using ultrasonic waves. So ultrasonic waves are sound waves. They're basically painless vibrations that we apply to the scalp to help disrupt the stratum corneum layer, which is the moisture barrier in the skin, to allow these larger molecules to pass through temporarily. And so putting these molecules, just slathering them on the skin, it doesn't really get through the skin all that well. But when you use this ultrasonic delivery system, you can really get them through the skin. So what are these you know, growth factors and peptides that we might use? Well, there's a couple of really good ones. Copper tripeptide or copper GHK is included in the serum with TED. Um, the other ones would be a thymus and beta-4 derivative that's called Proherin B4 or Proherin beta-4. Uh, it also contains VEGF, which is a very, very powerful uh, growth factor that stimulates hair growth and also increases circulation at the scalp. And they also use FGF, which is fibroblast growth factor because hair follicles are very close cousins to fibroblasts. So these growth factors and peptide combinations using the TED treatment, TED, is done in the office. It's typically about a 30 to 40 minute treatment. There's no needles or injections. Relaxing vibration is all you feel. And it re really requires about four treatments spaced a month apart. So once a month for four months, you'll come in and we can start to measure the improvements usually in about six to 12 weeks, which is a really, really nice new treatment modality that we have here in North America uh, that actually they don't even have yet in Europe and Asia yet. So it's pretty exciting. We're one of the first clinics in North America to actually have the device and qualified to provide those treatments. We're on the front end of the clinical trial work, which is really exciting. So uh, TED or transepidermal delivery using ultrasound with the growth factors and peptides, great therapy, great treatment. And for some who don't want to do PRP, with, which requires injections, it's a nice treatment option for them. Awesome. That's great, Tara. I feel like, you know, often in many cases, it's Europe that's coming out or leading in many of these areas. But we have lots of listeners all around the world, so I don't want to disrespect yeah. what they're doing. But I think it's pretty no, cool this, what's happening here, too. Yeah, this ultrasonic delivery system was designed in Israel um, and then launched here in the United States. Very cool. Okay, I know we wanted to get into the actual hair transplant. We have some time for that. So can you explain what this process looks like and how it can help our listeners? Absolutely. So if you're out there and you're experiencing hair thinning and hair loss, and we've determined that the follicles are truly dead and gone, you're going to need some transplantation. And transplantation basically is the removal of a hair follicle one at a as little as one at a time from the back of the scalp where the follicles are privileged and mostly permanent and implant them into the thinning or the balding area. So this could be used to increase density in the thinning zone up front. It could be used to increase the thickness and density at the part line. It could be used to recreate a hairline, cover a scar from a brow lift or facelift procedure. It could be used to enhance your eyebrows or recreate your eyebrows. And hair transplantation can even be used to restore or enhance your eyelashes as well. So wherever we want to put those follicles, we can. And the process is done comfortably under local anesthetic. Um, you would We don't have to shave your head anymore in order to do this procedure. We can take the follicles uh, without trimming or any visible sh uh, shaving whatsoever. We harvest those follicles and then implant them into the thing or the balding area. It takes about six to eight hours to actually do a hair transplant per day. And then it takes about six days for those crusts and scabs that you would see on the scalp to go away. Once the crusting is gone, everything is back to normal. And then you just have to wait for the hairs to grow. And typically that starts in about five to six months. You'll start to see about mm, two centimeters, maybe half an inch of hair about that time. And it takes a full year to get the full growth from the transplant. Um, obviously, it's not going to be a ponytail yet, but you know, it does take some time for that. But um, you know, the growth does take a year. 
year. And does that look 100% natural? Like, would you not be able to tell whether it's transplanted or not? Well, that's like asking an artist, you know, if you're, if you're painting a picture of a tree, does it look like a tree or doesn't it look like a tree? It has to do with the technique and also the skill and the artistic ability of the painter. And so hair transplantation is 90% art and 10% technology. You can't do it without the paintbrushes, without the right tools, right? Without the right instrumentation, magnification. All of that is critically important, but you have to have an aesthetic eye because every single patient is unique and different. They all, everyone's scalp patterns are unique like a fingerprint and everybody's facial shapes and proportions are different. So for women who are born with a high hairline, for example, they want to lower their hairline, make it more feminine, more youthful. We do those procedures, but we design them according to the facial structure of the patient. And so the patient might bring in photos of what they like out there, you know, maybe from uh, the media, let's say, or a celebrity, but then we design it and we modify it so that it flaunts their own aesthetic features. And that's the fun part of it. So I didn't know you could do eyelashes and eyebrows. Is that a common practice for um, for the transplants? Uh, well, you know, uh, it, well, look, there's only about 200 board certified hair restoration physicians in the world. And I'm one of only a handful that does eyelash transplants. And I'm probably one of the only ones in North America that routinely does eyelash transplants every month. Um, eyebrows, a big part of the practice. I've been doing eyebrow transplantation for a very, very long time. Uh, for our men, we also do beard restorations, sideburn restorations, uh, and so forth. You know, so it's not just scalp hair. Wow. That's, that's, that's incredible. I had no idea. So, okay. So is it mostly women that are doing the eyebrows or do men, do men do that as well? Oh no, men lose their eyebrows too. As they age, sometimes the outer edge of the eyebrow gets a little bit thinner and weaker. Um, but of course, remember that eyebrow and eyelash transplantation come with scissors, right? And so why is that? It's because the follicles around the sides and the back of the scalp, they have a long growth phase. Remember I said five to seven years. So we, when they are implanted into the eyebrow or eyelash, they grow long and you need to trim them and groom them routinely. Okay. All right. So for well, women who want to grow super long eye, eyelashes, eyelash transplantation is the way to go. So, yeah. So what about those that it's become this thing? I don't know exactly what it is. They basically <laughs> stick on the, the eyelashes. It seems like it's going crazy. Is Would this seems like it'd be a better option than to put those on? Well, look, I mean, eyelash extensions can be beautiful for the evening, but of course they're not permanent. They can also cause damage to the existing eyelashes if they're not cared for and removed properly. Just like extensions on the scalp, they can hurt the hair follicles through traction and tension on the follicle. So you have to be careful when you're using artificial hair, whether it be on your scalp or on your eyebrows or on your eyelashes. So um, you got to use that with caution. But yes, eyebrow, eyebrow and eyelash transplantation is permanent, just like the hair follicles that we move into the hairline or bald spot or thinning zone or an old scar that you may have. They're going to live and grow there forever. All right. So it looks like we're, we are wrapping up on time here. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to cover? Well, I guess the most important thing I would say, if there's someone out there, uh, you know, a, a friend or family, or maybe uh, your own self who's dealing with some hair loss, the idea is to get action early. Because if you don't take action early, uh, then the follicles are, are going to be dead or dying, you know, over time. So you really want an ounce of prevention really is worth a pound of cure when it comes to hair loss. So the earlier you seek treatment, the better. All right. If So uh, if our audience wants to reach out to you or find out more details, who you are, what you do, maybe come down for some treatments, what can they do? Yeah, the best way to reach out to me is through the website. There's literally a thousand pages or more at baumanmedical.com. And a lot of patients don't realize that they can have a consultation with me from anywhere in the world. Just like I'm talking to you through Zoom right now, we can have a video conference call. We can figure out your hair loss situation. Of course, we can't measure you, although I'm trying to figure out how to do that with some <laughs> different devices now. Um, we can't measure you, you know, from a distance, but we can certainly start to dig into the risk factors, your lifestyle factors, your styling issues, and all the other things that we can do to help stimulate
stimulate the existing hairs to grow thicker, better, stronger, whether it be with the non-chemical therapies we talk about or pharmaceutical interventions, medications, whether you need a laser-like device, change in your habits, or whether you actually need some degree of transplantation. So from your home or from your phone, as we say, if you can't make it to the office for a consult, you can start at BaumannMedical.com and click on schedule consultation. And you'll be speaking directly with my coordinators to talk to either myself or my other providers. I have a nurse practitioner. I also have an associate surgeon now, Dr. Vogel, who's amazing and excellent, uh, brings his 30 years of experience into the practice as well. So there's a lot of different ways we can get information to you. If you have a scalp concern, uh, you can speak to my trichologist, Kimberly. She's incredible as well. Awesome. Lots of different options. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Alan. I appreciate your time coming on today and sharing your expertise with us. Hey, Drew, it's great to be with you. And uh, like I said, if your listeners have any questions, just have them reach out to me. There's also a part on the website where they can go to baumannmedical.com slash ask and ask any hair loss question that they might have. Fantastic. Thanks again. My pleasure. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.